0: Welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. My name is Mac, and thanks for coming in for a new episode. Um, This one today is pretty cool. Who doesn't love a good where are they now? And I'm going to bring back the very first guest that I ever had on this podcast uh, and tell you what's going on in their life. Before we get into it, though, I want to thank Noor from last week. Noor, you got a great reaction um, about your episode about parental narcissistic abuse from your caregivers. Um, you are exceptionally strong, and what you have gone through in life and come out the other side, um, I got so many messages on Instagram about you're just an overcomer, and uh, we all can learn a lot from you, and uh, I really admire your strength. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to uh, remind you guys, please follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at gaslight. Please, if you'd like to be a part of the show, email me at gaslight at gmail.com, And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and uh, share the podcast. Let's get into our newest episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. You know me, my name is Mac, and uh, thanks for coming back for the newest episode. So I've got a treat for you guys today. A couple of weeks ago, I took a hiatus from this podcast and you guys were super nice and bring me back and uh, welcome me back with open arms. Um, So in that same spirit, I wanted to bring back somebody who was on a former episode and who doesn't love a great, where are they now? Uh, So my very first guest on this podcast ever was Giselle. And Giselle and I have stayed in touch. She's been one of my closest confidants when it comes to narcissism. And uh, she actually helped me get my first apartment, which was super sweet. And uh, we've just stayed in touch. And I thought, you know what, what would be better than a follow up episode with somebody on this podcast who knows about narcissism. So Giselle, welcome back to the podcast. And uh, thanks for doing it.
1: Hi, Mac. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So uh, she's a little nervous, but (laughs) uh, it's gonna go great. So Giselle reached out to me and, you know, we stayed in touch and we were both saying we don't talk enough about post-NARC abuse and making it through. And most people that I've had on this podcast, we talk about going through it and like what the future holds. But Giselle is actually pretty much on the other side of this thing. So I wanted to bring her back and kind of pick her brain and kind of look at the wreckage of the past and how she made it through. So Giselle, what's life been like since you did the podcast last
1: Okay, well, so much has happened since I last did the podcast. um, It was pretty much about six months ago, right?
0: Yeah, so you were episode five, Mm -hmm. and this is episode 35. So 30 weeks ago. Yeah, so six months ago. That's crazy. And we're both looking at each other right now going, holy shit, how much has happened in both of our lives in the last six months?
1: (laughs) Right. So when I first did the podcast, I had probably been broken up with my narcissistic ex about just about six months. And it was still very raw. I was still going through a lot. I was still very hurt, you know, crying a lot, emotional. I was in therapy. And at my therapist's request, I was going there weekly, mm-hmm. once a week. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in those six months, I put in a lot of work. I did a lot of healing. I did a lot of therapy. I did a lot of learning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I feel like I'm doing so much better. I also started dating.
0: Yeah, you did. <laughs> Look at you. She's blushing.
1: <laughs> and, you know, I met a few people here and there. But finally, I did meet a really nice guy. And that's, I guess, they always say that the hardest relationship is the one right after, like an abusive one. Yeah. Because, um, you know, there's trust issues and there's all kinds of things that you have to unlearn. hmm So, um, you know, we took it very slow, um, getting to know each other and everything. And I mean, he's just been amazing. He's been pretty much the complete opposite. He's very sweet. He's very lighthearted. He's easygoing. And so it's just like a big difference.
0: So let me ask you this. I got a question. Mm -hmm. And this is this is something that perhaps I struggle with. So maybe you can talk some sense into me what is it like getting into a relationship early on Mm -hmm. and letting your guard down enough to get into a relationship
1: right it's i mean it's scary i don't blame you it's scary you you know like for the longest time i was just like anticipating the worst and I kept thinking, uh, you know, like, how long until, like, his mask is going to fall off? Or, yeah, yeah, I said,
0: I remember, I think it was you, I think it was on your episode, I said, a person can only keep a mask on for, like, 120 days. Like, you know, like, four months mm-hmm. is, like, you, you don't genuinely, you don't see the bad parts of people until, mm-hmm. like, 120 days. Mm-hmm. So I can I can sympathize with waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. When you were getting into the relationship, did you focus on like him love bombing or like any like grandiose gestures or anything like that?
1: It's funny that you say that. Um, I wasn't focusing on that, but I realize now looking back, he actually did not love bomb me. He did not. It. The relationship started out like a normal relationship. Like at first it was just purely attraction, and then, you know, getting to know each other and it grew little by little by little. So, so
0: how did you get to know each other?
1: Well, like the traditional way, like we went first, we, you know, we met on the dating app. We talked on the phone for about a month and we went out on a date. A month? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I was I was actually in Florida when I first started talking to him and, you know, just had different things going on. So I never actually made time to hang out with him and then finally one day i went out with him and at first we would just see each other like one day a weekend and 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 then like a weekend would pass and then we'd see each other again and like little by little then we started seeing each other two days in the weekend and And then we'd start, we started spending the entire weekend together. And then we started spending every weekend together.
0: (laughs) You're smiling as you say it Yeah, so it
1: was actually very, very gradual. There was absolutely no love bombing, no professing love early on. Yeah. Something about him, like day one, literally our first date, I noticed that he had, he was like very empathetic. Mm. He was very sweet, very um, attentive. And you know what? Honestly, I don't even think he was looking for a relationship. I think he was just dating. How would you find him?
0: On a, on a dating app?
1: On a dating app. Mm-hmm. He reached out to me. and
0: um, She's smiling right now telling this story. He She's did. so he,
1: he reached out to me. And, you know, it took probably about a month of talking before we actually met. And then once we met, like, obviously we hit it off. But anyways, my point is that it was it's not easy, you have to take it very slow, but I definitely noticed a lot of differences mm-hmm. between, you know, personality-wise, but it was scary because I was, like I said, I was always anticipating the worst.
0: Would you say, so getting into the relationship, mm-hmm. would you say like you had this maybe stored up fear of like having to walk on eggshells, like maybe... Something you might have done in your past relationship might set this guy off?
1: You just hit the nail on the (laughs) head. So, I mean, for the most part, this, our whole um, relationship has been lighthearted, fun. It's like going out on weekends, having a nice time. Like nothing's like really, you know, uh, like pressing. Like nothing is, you know, stressful at all. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like a fun relationship. Mm -hmm. So, I did notice. After months of dating, one weekend we were going out, or actually we were going to stay in that day, but we went to the liquor store, and we're walking up and down the aisles, and he's like, why don't you pick out the bottle of wine? So I'm walking around.
0: I I bet you like probably pointed at yourself. Like nobody can see us right now, but you probably pointed at yourself. You're probably like, are you talking to me? (laughs) Do you know what I did?
1: I had to leave him alone in the aisle and I walked around and I felt like my heart in my throat. I'm like, why am I panicking? Why? Like what is causing me to panic? And then I just had a flashback and I remembered like if I did anything in my past relationship, for example, pick out wine. Or pick out a restaurant to go eat at. My ex and would not like it. Yeah. And then he would be like, "My our whole night and possibly the whole weekend would be ruined.
0: And you're like, now you're like, I have choices.
1: No, now I was afraid to make a choice. And I can't kill anybody I was with like, the choices. I was like what if he doesn't like pinot Grigio? What if he doesn't like this? What if he and then I could I, I was like, "Wait a minute. This man's not going to taste it and say his night is ruined cuz I picked the no. wrong." I'm like, "He's not this person." But it literally took me about 15 minutes walking, thank God it was a big liquor <laughs> store, yeah, yeah, yeah. walking around and I like couldn't even put my finger on it why I couldn't make a choice about the wine. And then I realized like I was so traumatized by my ex and I was so so much walking on eggshells that something so simple so just to like put it in perspective let's just say with my past relationship if we went out to eat Mm -hmm. and i picked the restaurant Mm -hmm. which a perfect example is a wonderful restaurant that i love it's called paisano's in in um rutherford okay really good italian restaurant I was dying to go there, went there with my ex. We had what I thought was the most delicious dinner. Mm-hmm. We didn't even get home. It's mind you, like five to seven minute car ride home. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden he was like, This food made me sick. This is all your fault. You want me to be fat? You want me to be sick? And like the entire weekend. And was, like all I wanted was spaghetti and meatballs. And and had nothing it was to do honestly, with you. <laughs> honestly, like now we can laugh about it, but at the time yeah. I was it was like pretty much like oppressed. Like it was just out, you, it gets to the point where you can't make a simple decision because yeah. everything is going to be your fault. You're
0: paralyzed by fear. Yes. Yeah, I know.
1: And and even you know, like even talking this out in therapy, I never did because I didn't even articulate it. Mm-hmm. So until basically experiences with him make past traumas come up.
0: So when you were having this, let's call it an anxiety attack for lack of a better <laughs> word, in the liquor store, did you convey it to him? No. And you just let it no, right Yeah,
1: no. There's, you know, like, he knows a lot. He knows, he, obviously, when I wake up, he knows I take, I still mm-hmm. am on medication because of my last relationship. He knows I'm on medication. He knows I had a bad relationship. But I don't, I don't really tell him the like big details
0: you know how i know you're not the narcissist how because every other fucking narcissist leads with that how they were just came out of an abusive relationship really you know what i mean so like every narcissist will always be like oh yeah i came out of an abusive relationship and then they want the next person to save them and you are like
1: that makes you're completely
0: saving that information yeah i'm looking at you right now like like this is like a revelation for you like you you really struggle with knowing am i the narcissist am i the narcissist oh yeah but like yeah, no, like every other relationship, like the narcissist leads with
1: that yeah, they're know, the oh, they, abused
0: person so that they could be saved. I know my ex is, that's for sure. Wow. Yeah.
1: No, I would never. So, and also, like, I don't want to, like, I guess, burden him with too much information. Like I said, he's. he's Do you
0: plan on telling him ever?
1: And he knows, like, we don't have any secrets. Like, he knows I had a bad relationship. He knows I'm traumatized by it. He knows I was in therapy. Um, have you that-
0: told him about the podcast?
1: I have not. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: May probably give him, like, a window into your life.
1: Yeah, I mean... Yeah.
0: It would be too... Would you feel, like, naked that he, like, saw you, like, heard you on the podcast and heard all these past traumas? <laughs> um... I mean, he's seen you naked anyway. Seen, I was gonna, that's why
1: I giggled. Yeah, he's seen me naked, so I guess he could hear my story. I mean, he basically knows a lot of it, but it's not like not into great details about things like that. Like, he doesn't know that I would we would go out to dinner, and if I made the choice of a restaurant, our weekend night and entire weekend would be ruined. He doesn't know that. And and the more I talk about it, the more I realize how abusive that relationship was. Mm-hmm. It really was. Mm-hmm. Because even if, like, let's just say you're with your girlfriend or even a date and you don't like the food or something, you would never blame another person. Well, you right? know what
0: stands out to me? Of course not. And you know you know what stands out to me, too? I can remember going back when you did the original episode and... I remember a part of that episode where you said he never took you out Mm -hmm. and he never took you anywhere. And he would like take pictures of the food Mm -hmm. or like the scenery or the ambiance or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you were like, well, how hard is it to take a picture of your girlfriend? Mm -hmm. And now this guy is like simple decisions. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like it's just not how the real world works. And you don't realize that until Mm -hmm. you're out
1: of it. Oh, yeah. Everything like pretty much everything about. Um, that relationship was manipulative and calculated and I just hope that people realize that that's not it's not normal. if somebody's making you feel bad like that it's it's definitely not normal and it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. I also recently read a meme that said that um, If someone's blaming you for their bad behavior, that's gaslighting you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I loved it. I probably saw it in your stories. (laughs) (laughs) And um, basically, that was basically the essence of our relationship. I would be blamed for everything. Yeah. So little things like that, you know, it makes me nervous. Like I could, like like I said, this is like a fun relationship, a nice relationship. We've not even ever had like a real argument at this point. So it's early on, Mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean... It's been about six months and I cannot picture him like blaming me for anything like that. So I didn't even realize why I was worried about that happening with him. Mm-hmm. But it's just like the past trauma is just below the surface. It doesn't matter how much therapy, how much healing you've done. It's still there.
0: Has there been anything that he's done that's annoyed you?
1: Like narcissistically? I no, don't think he, does, has, he certainly is
0: not a narcissist. He is not at all. Like love. I mean, right? Okay, so Mm-mm. yeah, maybe that's maybe that's just a bad question because, um, <laughs> no. yeah, I mean, like if he he's doesn't a, have those tendencies, the, like people fight, right? Like people, but from what I understand, I can't really, you know, I haven't been in a healthy relationship post narcissistic abuse, but mm-hmm. I can tell you, like, okay, so like i I've, I've told a story on this podcast, but like I used to have a job, right? And I remember being in that job and being like. This, what I know now is my ex boss is a narcissist. And I just remember being in that job and going, this is not how the real world works. Mm-hmm. And you know that once you get out of that, I've had friends now who have left that past job, and we still talk. We still stayed in touch, and we all go like, "That's not how the real world works." Right. Like, and you don't realize that until you, you get don't. out of it, and then you sit back and you say, "Holy yeah. shit!" Like, look at all I put up with, and I all I dealt with, and what I, all I you know, all I overcame. Yeah. It's crazy. It
1: really is crazy. Just to think, like, I don't know why that happens to us. Where, like, once we're in that relationship. We can't see how bad it is until you get out of it and actually take a, st- like, way back, step back and really yeah. look back at it. That's how you can really um, analyze everything you went through. Yeah,
0: for sure. So are you still in therapy?
1: So um, at my therapist's request, he's been extending the visits. Like when I first started You mean going, like the
0: intervals in between? hmm
1: mm-hmm. Like at first it was literally, he said, every week. And after about three <coughs> three months of that, then it was... Um, Every two weeks, then every three weeks, and now I just went the whole summer without going.
0: (laughs) The whole summer. And how does that feel? Do you feel like you're like? I mean, you know, you said you're still on medication, but are you? Do you feel like you're missing your medicine a little bit, or?
1: Um. Well, I take my medicine.
0: No, no, no. But I'm saying (laughs) the medicine of therapy. I mean,
1: um, there's been a few times like. Um, I think I spoke to him right before when I had the wine incident and he said, that's very interesting. He's like, that's exactly what you, you know, you analyzed it yourself and you figured it out. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And he said that that will absolutely come and go. And that healing is not linear. Yes.
0: So I, wanted I love, to, I love hearing
1: that. Yeah. So I wanted to convey that too. So like, it doesn't matter how well you're doing, little things can set you back like you could see, you know, anything. But as long
0: as the trajectory is going up, in my opinion, if it's trending up, if your life is trending up, it's okay to to, to fall back sometimes. And it's okay to have those days when you're Mm -hmm. just, you know, like I just recently, like I had some things going on with my ex and and I just had to go for like a three hour walk. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's it. That's my time to get frustrated and get pissed off. And now like, the, traje- the rest of my day is not going to be ruined by this. And I'm mm-hmm. going to salvage the rest of my day. And the next day was better. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. it's okay if the if, – as long as the trajectory is going up and you're not going exactly. backwards. You know? Yeah. Because there's some people who when the trajectory is going backwards, they go back. Yes. And that would be my worst nightmare.
1: Yes. And you might feel like you're going backwards when you have a bad day. But like you said, as long as overall. Yeah. Yeah. The setbacks are hard. And um, – but like I said, you know, if you have a good support system, a few good friends, if you're, you know, if you go to therapy, things like that, even just writing things down to like organize your thoughts, little things like that can really help you put things into perspective. Yeah. I do all of those things. Do you journal? I journal. Mm-hmm. Um, my therapist got me into that. So I That's do. That's good. I journal. I, you know, take notes. I do whatever I have to do. I learn a lot. I read a lot about it. It's It's actually like fascinating to me and a lot of people have reached out to me a lot of people you know when you have that you know instagram page Uh i still have mine a lot of people reach out to me for advice i have made also like you like good friends like i have a couple of girls that are like my age and i just look at them and like you you're so beautiful how are you like put down by this man and then they say to me you're so beautiful how are you put down by this man i'm like we don't know (laughs) Know. No, I'm going to show you a picture when I'm done here. Yeah, like yeah. some beautiful women. I'm like, how the hell? Are
0: they single?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, one's in Las Vegas, one's in California, mm-hmm. but they are amazing. And, you know, we just like... They send me, you know, little stories of their dating life. I send them stories about yeah. my dating life. Yeah. And we just give each other advice. And it all happened because of Instagram and similar, you know, And that's how you and I connected. Exactly. That's
0: how you and I connected. But we're
1: lucky enough that we
0: live nearby you know, like, each other. <laughs> now we live like five miles from each other. But, but think about it. Like, a year ago, mm-hmm. we were. No- you used to tag posts on your Instagram and say where you were. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just came out of my relationship thinking m- my specific narcissist is just a complete anomaly. Like Mm -hmm. I thought she was the only person on the face of the planet who had this thing. Mm -hmm. And then I saw you start posting things and I'm like, and this was way before I ever did a podcast, you know, you don't, you don't remember, I don't know if you remember, I don't want to say it, but you don't remember my old screen name.
1: No oh yeah
0: and uh <laughs> just, I know, it was so stupid right yeah. but um yeah and then I reached out to you and like look how we connected yeah. like and I would have never thought and now like I'm talking to people all over the world who like no dude your, your narcissist is not that unique yeah. like they all follow this textbook AR, and it's like it's, it's, it's weird it's like when we hear this stuff we think we're the only people in the world who, who deal with it and now like you know we're five miles from each other and we're like yeah no I know the whole thing it's fucked up <laughs> <laughs>
1: and yeah yeah you're absolutely right and like to the point where i didn't believe that he was my ex was even abusive like i said um when i used to help out at his jobs and people would see him talking down to me and literally cursing me out I had people come up to me and say, you know, like, sweetheart, you're in an abusive situation. And I would say, no, 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 he just gets stressed before an event. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to help him, like, not be stressed or whatever. And, like, looking back now, I'm like, what kind of shit did I put up? <laughs> like, honestly, like, yeah. literally, like, it's just, it's, uh, what do you call it? It's just, like... Not okay. You know what's
0: funny? I'm looking at you right now, yeah. and I'm thinking for myself anyway. Not to be selfish, I sound like I'm the narcissist, but I'm just looking at my looking at you and remembering where I was mm-hmm. six months ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I was in my dad's basement, and you know look we were calling ha- each other like you. daily, I and know. we were both sitting there crying and being like, "She just fucking, you know, like I can't talk to my kids." But, like remember, like you am... would call me, and you would just you would just be crying, just like I'd be like, "Why are you crying? You're like, I don't know. I'm yes, sad." And I'd be like, "It's okay. It's worries. all right." And, like we were just talking and it's like now look at us i know? am
1: i am give me some. so happy for you though honestly your place is amazing you have a beautiful job you're yeah. dating you look like you have like a thousand pounds of weight lifted off of you like you Thank just you. look refreshed
0: i do yeah, yeah. i mean it's just not for narcissism like i have no problems in the world like, I'm not.
1: Thank God. Right? Yeah. Like,
0: it's crazy.
1: Yeah. And you get to live life on your own terms. You have your own place. You don't have to, you know, answer pretty much to anybody. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just, like, a huge stress off your back. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's really just truly narcissism. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I miss my kids because I only have my kids, like, during the week. Like, I only have them overnight, two nights a whole month mm-hmm. overnight. But I do get to spend all weekend with them. But I only mm. tuck my kids into bed two nights a month, oh, which wow. is super tough. But for the same token, it's like... I'm able to kind of chase the life that I was denied yeah. for nine years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can go in New York City. I could date myself. If I'm not going out on dates, yeah. you know, I can go and I can date myself and yeah. I can take myself out to my own exactly. favorite pizza places. And I can just, like, I you're right. It's just a huge weight completely lifted off is. my shoulder.
1: And let me tell you, that single life, I was so scared to be single But it was actually something about it It was so healing. I traveled when I wanted to travel. I went out with my girlfriends when I wanted to go out with my girlfriends. Um, I made friendships that I otherwise would have never made if Mm -hmm. I was in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, So,
0: Let me ask you this, mm -hmm. has your next reached out to you at all? No,
1: not at all. all. Not Uh that I know of because I have him blocked on everything. Everything. I guess he could technically come to my door and say something. Do you know if he's dating? No idea. You know
0: nothing about his life.
1: Nothing. That's fucking
0: great. You should I, see your face light up I right now. You're nothing. the biggest smile knowing nothing. That's the way it And be.
1: I am so happy that I know nothing. And I don't care to know anything. Yeah. Because absolutely nothing that that man could ever do would ever make me jealous. And you don't care. Or upset. And you don't care. You know why? Because I know the real person. Yeah. I know who he really is. Mm-hmm. So whatever he's pretending, mm-hmm. I know who he really is. Yeah. And I don't want anything to do with any such person at all. So, I mean, there's nothing tying us together. At all. Yeah. Thank you God know? you don't have kids. You were never married. No. There's no alimony or child support nothing, or anything nothing. like
0: that. It's so, great. He fell off the face of the planet. The garbage yes, took itself out.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and um, honestly, like at the beginning... Of this whole breakup, I, I could never even imagine that I would be in the situation like so good without him. Mm. So I just hope that anyone that's in a horrible relationship that's causing them problems, I promise you there is another beautiful life on the other side.
0: So let's go back to, you know, your current boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Tell us, um, has there been any other like triggering events like the wine story or anything like that that you've like kind of internalized?
1: Um, So there's one more thing. So we have um, pretty much spent most of the summer together. And the last week of summer, we went on vacation. Mm -hmm. Just him and I and my little eight-year-old. Where'd you go? We went to Sarasota, Florida. Okay. Um, I had been there with my girlfriends a few times, and I loved it. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't wait to bring my little guy there. And of course, I invited my boyfriend, and he came along. And... um, the first day there like the whole traveling the airplane the airport the bags and getting to our hotel i couldn't pinpoint like what's like something was stressing me out like in my chest like i couldn't like relax and i'm like i didn't know what was wrong with me mm-hmm. and then we we unpacked, we go to the beach, and I'm still like, I have this stress. And then I look over and you know, like he's in the ocean, my boyfriend with my son, and playing with him and they're playing catch and they're surfing and they're this and they're that. And then we come back to the hotel room, we get ready, we go out to dinner. And then uh, at night is when I realized I just did all of this stuff with this man and he did not complain once.
0: Wow. Like didn't complain about the bags, didn't complain about the airport, didn't complain about your son. Nothing. Wild.
1: Nothing. And I'm like falling asleep and I'm like, oh my God, I'm at peace. Like, It's like the most incredible thing, whereas in my past relationship. He would complain everything about my son, like like if my son was horrible, like a bad kid, and you know, just horrible things that I don't even care to talk about anymore. but um, and then so we basically spent like four or five days like that. and by the end of the trip, I realized I'm like, I fell in love with you on this trip. Whoa! I, oh, I did. Look at you. I went from casually dating to only seeing him to literally I'm like, You don't have to say you love me, but I fell in love with you on this trip. Wow. Because of the what way did he, how did he
0: react? To this? He
1: was happy. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, because he I don't know, like he's just so good with my son. He's so he And your son love him, my like dad? My son loves him. Loves him my son is just a loving person. So right away, like sometimes I, I slip and I'm like, oh, because I'm a single mom. He's like, you're not a single yeah, mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my yeah. son says yeah, that. good. Good for him. I'm like, well, I am single because I live alone with my kids. So I right. I feel like I am a single mom. But you know what I mean? I'm not single anymore. You're not married. <laughs> I'm you're not, not Right. right. So basically, it's just like, again, I was anticipating the worst, whether I knew it or not, like subconsciously I was anticipating the worst, and I was like, had this internal anxiety of waiting for something horrible to happen, and knock on wood, I mean, it's been six months, it hasn't happened. He's very patient, he's very kind, I've never once heard him say anything mean or hateful to me, about me, about my son, and honestly... It, no one should really be talking to you like that, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I realize that this is. Yeah, and I, I
0: hope I hope if that ever happens, like your barriers are set strong enough that you yeah. would kick him to the
1: curb. Yeah, I mean, it would just be so out of character for him. Like I could just tell. Even if he ever got mad, I couldn't picture him calling me like a terrible name like my ex used to.
0: Again, that's just not how the real world works. You're making me want to get into a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta gotta let my guard down a little bit. Yeah, wow. Well, that's a really good story. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just think it's crazy how when we're stuck in these relationships and we think we can't get out. I mean, if there's anybody that's listening to this, right, like. If you're still in your relationship, I can promise you, it's going to get harder when you get out. I promise you that it's going to get harder when you get out. But the farther you get away from the situation, you just feel this enormous burden lifted from you. You're like, every single one of us, mm-hmm. Giselle and I included, we all sit back and we go, why did I ever put up with that for so long? Absolutely. I can't. I, I, 100%. And I would never go back. I would never go back to that or I can't imagine my boundaries aren't strong enough now where I would put up with bullshit. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, I'm still like very – I have to be careful because I am forgiving and I, I could picture like saying, oh, he was just having a bad day. Like I do make a lot of excuses, but I don't think I would ever put up with that consistent bad behavior. Right. You just can't.
0: I say about myself that I'm naive, which I should be careful I should be careful about what I say about myself. Mm -hmm. But I am naive to the point where like I like to take people at face value and it's almost like school. Like I give people an A until they like lose that A but for the same token it's like
1: I'm the same way. mm -hmm. And everyone tells us not to be like that, right?
0: But tough. Like that's just my personality. It's just how I am and I And that's
1: why we fell victim to the narcissist. Yes, but that's why. And I don't I kinda like that about myself. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I do kinda like that. I hate it about myself. (laughs) Do you? I kinda (laughs) like it about myself. Well because I mean I know that you cannot be too too nice and you
0: I I like you can't let too many things slide
1: right and I kind of admire people that have that sixth sense like they'll look at someone and they'll be like that's a good person that's a bad person I don't think I have that unless you're like extremely bad then I'm like oh obviously that's a bad person but when it's like covert like that I have a very hard time deciphering it
0: yeah but once you know about narcissism you can't unknow it right Right. so like if there's those if it walks like a duck if it quacks like a duck Mm -hmm. if it sounds like a duck the whole thing. It's a duck, and like mm. w- it, it used to be like, be like if it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. It's a it's a cow, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we used to like fuck it up, yeah. and now it's like no, like all of our ducks in a row, and yeah. we know that like I'm not going to settle for what for less than what I deserve. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. you. I'm proud
1: of you. You've too. come a
0: long freaking way <laughs> thank and you it's so really much. impressive and I'm happy that you can say that you're in love again. That's oh, amazing because so many you. of us sit back and we go, I don't know if I'll ever fall in love I
1: again. I know. And I felt like that too. Yeah.
0: And look at you now.
1: I know. You
0: know? And the best revenge you can get on a narcissist is living your best life. Yes. You know, so I'm proud of you. Thank Good job, you so much.
1: Thank you so much
0: for doing this. Thank and, you for uh, having me, everybody. You can check her out on Instagram. She is u dot dot now. Right? You are better now. You are better now with like dots all yeah, between it. Fuck man, r. just go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thank seen you. it in a while. But anyway, uh, thank you so much, Giselle, for doing this. Thank you so much for listening to this You're podcast. Welcome. And uh, until next time, everybody.
1: Okay.